you're listening to the Calm Mind Confident Life podcast, full of guided meditations, relaxation audios, and an abundance of tips from inspiring people around the globe. This podcast is here to help you cultivate calm and embrace the power and freedom of believing in yourself. With your host and founder of Value Your Mind, Natalie Keeley. Hi guys, welcome back. So today we have Lauren Barber on the show. I first connected with Lauren through the wonders of Instagram and this was because I saw that she was quite a kindred spirit. She also ran retreats in the south of France and she's a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher and health coach. And what really kind of got me with Lauren is that her posts on Instagram are always really upfront and honest. And they kind of tell a story that life isn't always as perfect and Instagram friendly as it looks. But they're also really helpful because they share lots of tips on how she's navigating her way through her life and the ups and downs that we all have. And I was also really interested to learn that Lauren used to suffer quite badly from anxiety and panic attacks. And now she is living a life with much more calm and confidence. But of course, it is an ongoing journey and process. So I thought it would just be really helpful to have a chat with her and see what advice tips she can share from her experiences and her background. Hi Lauren, I'm very excited to have you here with us. If you could just tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. It's always a challenging question for me. Um, I am Lauren Barber um, and I am first and foremost on, I always like to say um, on paper, I am a yoga teacher, I'm a meditation teacher and also I've um, done uh, PR and marketing for a large part of my life. Um, but I I don't like to put myself into sort of one box <laughs> um, because my journey is constantly evolving and I, I feel like there's so many different elements to me, but it's, it's, it's hard to put that all into one, one nutshell. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a consistently moving, evolving person right now. It's <laughs> probably the That's... easiest way to describe it. <laughs> That's really good, I think, because we're always moving. And actually, to me, that sounds like you you have accepted the idea that nothing is forever and, you know, we're constantly changing all the time. And I think sometimes, actually, things can could be difficult for people when they cling on to the now too much, in a way, you know, and cling on to things that actually are going to change in life, like our passions or what we're doing or things like that. So it's it's good that you're accepting of that <laughs> journey. <laughs> yeah, I've, it's taken me some time, I have to say. I mean, it's 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 there's this kind of craving to want to put a label on what I do to explain mm. it to other people because when I get asked questions like, you know, what do you do? <laughs> um, it's it always triggers me to think like, oh, I don't know how to explain this and people aren't going to understand me. Um, but yeah, I watched a, um, a TED talk a while ago on multi-potentialites and watching it was just like, oh, thank God I'm not the only person. <laughs> um, it's actually a real thing, you know, that you there are, there are lots of people who do have so many different passions and um, 
curiosities and I like to follow those curiosities and that takes me into places where I perhaps weren't you know didn't expect to and and sometimes it can throw things a little bit and the place that you thought you were heading towards is not that place at all Mm. so yeah it's 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 a it's a journey as I always like to say yeah and actually that's it that's something kind of I've come to recently as well because I have to watch that TED talk (laughs) but um yeah for so long for me I was kind of like well I you know this is what I've been gearing up towards this is what I should do and and as you grow and change your obviously your interests change and things things change around you don't they so it's it yeah like it's really kind of important to just accept and not attach yourself to any of that really I think yeah definitely and it can be such a source of anxiety if you're clinging on to something that doesn't actually fulfill you or excite you anymore Um, I think that that's one of the things that keeps us the most stuck and can cause so much um sort of unease in our in our lives because we we sort of feel like we're supposed to still be doing something but actually our heart and soul doesn't really want it anymore yeah completely so that I guess that kind of is a good um segue into um what I wanted to talk to you about which is you mentioned before we started recording about how you um started your journey and your and your business and things from a place of actually where you were quite anxious and suffer from from anxiety and I thought it would be really helpful to talk about that a little bit with people who are listening um thinking about how you found more calm and confidence in your life when you've come from a place that actually maybe hasn't had much of that yeah absolutely um I yeah anxiety has led me to where I am now and I'm absolutely now I can see it with such great like gratitude um for for bringing me here because to me now anxiety is this it's always going to be a part of me I mean I think most people will suffer from an element of anxiousness at some times in their life but then I think you there's a difference between anxious feelings and um feeling kind of consumed by anxiety Mm. and for a long time I was so full of anxiety um i i guess i've always been a bit of a worrier um and it's often stemmed around worrying about what other people think of me um and sort of that perfectionism i'm i've always been very critical i'm a virgo um <laughs> i i like things to be in a certain way and and i have got an element of perfectionism about me um but when I was about, I can't even remember. I think I was, I was quite young when I had my first, first panic attack. I think I was about 18 or 19. Mm. Um, and it started, um, I didn't really even know that it was a panic attack at the time. I, I felt so, so, so sick. And it helped me. It always ha- kept happening in restaurants um, around food. And I had this big fear of being sick and especially being sick in public. Um, and I still, I'm not a massive, that's not exactly what anybody wants, but no. um, <laughs> I can rationalize now, but I had this huge fear and I used to just get this feeling of like, I had to get out there. I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was going to throw up. I would just, I didn't know what to do with myself. And these things, this kept happening. And at first I thought there was something wrong with me physically as in, I thought there was, you know, was it a food aller- allergy or 
things like this. Um, but actually, it was my mum that said she saw me like it, sort of actually experiencing it one day, and and she said, "Oh, you're having a panic attack." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And actually, it was a quite a relief to know that that's what it was. Um, and it started me on a journey of, well, I mean, that was oh, probably about nearly 15 years ago now, and I got to the point where I was I was managing it with um what sort of like safety tools Mm. but I wasn't addressing the root cause of it so I spent a long time pretty much my whole of my 20s finding ways to control it um and that was things like controlling what I ate um controlling the situations I put myself in having little things like always having my kind of safety tools in my bag like um a little pack of almonds and some um chewing gum and just like little tiny little all these little things that I found as ways to control it but they were distractions and they were they were effectively numbing the feelings and the more I did that the more I felt so little joy in my life like there was just nothing Um, And I wasn't getting excited about things. I wasn't looking forward to things. And I just felt totally and utterly numb. Mm. Um, And that's not a very nice place to be in. Um, And I was running a business at the time. And I I always kind of laugh at myself in some ways because I I could flip from being in hysterical tears, absolutely not knowing what to do with myself, to turning on this outer shell that was the perfect perfection you know this this professional person on the end of the phone within minutes I could do this Mm. um, to just switch off that feeling because it was I just didn't want anyone to see how much I was falling apart well it's that kind of control thing again like you said isn't it which actually it's, it's interesting you use the word control because um from my background in mental health and when we're thinking about panic attacks we always think about actually how it is it, it does stem or get worse from a place of feeling out of control I think it was it was a starting point for mm. me and I'm and I'm I'm glad that I could do that you know it gave yeah. me coping mechanisms and it was it helped me get through those periods of time but gradually I realized that those I, I didn't want to live from a place of controlling everything from a place yeah. of fear yeah ever and and it's just started to become so apparent that these methods of control were not they they weren't a long-term solution they were a great mm. little kind of band-aid for the for the moment um but yeah then I started to delve a lot deeper into things like my nutrition and uh, that's when I trained to be a health coach because I, it helped me so much and I got so, so passionate about food. But again, I took it almost to the extremes where I then became, I was never officially diagnosed with orthorexia, but it was uh, it was very restrictive, disordered eating patterns. Mm. Um, it wasn't that I was you know, not eating. It was just that I was only eating things that I knew were safe and wouldn't mm. cause me to have anxiety. So yeah, it, it it they each of these steps kind of took me to the next place, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And and it's kind of the theme that's running, it feels 
from everything you're saying is that control element. And I feel like it's leading up to that point where you're going to say that you need to let go of control. <laughs> yeah, it took, it, I think what, what was the sort of pivotal moments for me, I think, were about, it must have been about five years ago, I had got to the point where nutrition was a huge part of my life. I'd done my health coaching certification. Um, I was training at the gym. I was doing a lot of strength training and I was using that again as another form of, of control. But again, I took it to the extremes and instead of just it becoming about exercise that I enjoyed, it became this punishment and this kind of mm. form of, I have to do this. If I don't do this, it's going to, I'm going to have a panic attack or I'm going to put on all this weight and then that's going to lead to all these kind of feelings of dis-ease. So it's that place um, of fear. Yeah, again, it was coming from a place of fear. Um, and then I hurt my back. I damaged a disc in my back and I couldn't train. Um, I tried to <laughs> and it made it worse, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was, so then I was becoming even more controlling about my food. Um, and it just got to the point, I, I, one, there was one moment I was driving home from meeting a friend for lunch and I'd had a salad and it had unexpectedly had a, a carbohydrate sauce in it. And I ate it and it was fine. And I was driving home and I actually started to feel so guilty that I considered making myself sick. Mm. And I just, at that point, I was like, enough is enough, Lauren. Like, this is, this is getting crazy now. Like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, you need to start something has got to shift mm. um and I'd been discovering yoga at that time because of my back someone had said oh you know have you tried yoga and I was like oh god I can't like I can't sit still I can't do relaxation I can't breathe I can't do all of these things it's going to be so boring um <laughs> but the minute I stepped in the studio for the first time I was just like wow I'm at home here mm. You, you suddenly found this thing that actually could allow you to just explore how you were feeling, but without that pressure of feeling like you needed to control or be fearful of something. Or mm. Yeah, it took me a long time to get my confidence mm. on the mat. But um, I, I just, I knew the minute I walked into that studio the first day, um, I just knew that I was going to go on to teach. I just knew it was going to be a part of me. I just, I, I sort of, I just had this intuition, intuitive, can't even speak, intuitive knowing that it was going to happen. And that was the first time I started to connect with that intuition, really. Yeah. I mean, I'd always sort of, I'd followed it, but I didn't really realize I was doing it. And I knew that, you know, when I didn't follow it, things tended to not work out very well. Um, yeah. But it started just it started to give me confidence and the first thing that I found through yoga that was really really helpful was the ujjayi breath yes um but, <laughs> and and that became a bit of a staple for me whenever I was any you know feeling anxious as any in any shape or form I would come back to that breath and it was really comforting to me yeah yeah I mean the breathing is um I was actually talking to someone else about this the other day well I feel like I talk about it all the time <laughs> 
<laughs> so powerful <laughs> talking about the breath but um yeah it's it is so so powerful isn't it um mm. it, it really helps with with both calm and confidence and everything really in, in life I think yeah and le- that's one of the things I've loved with my yoga practice is learning all these different breathing techniques that can shift your energy and your emotions and the way you feel in an instant it's amazing mm. how powerful it can be you don't have to be doing a full physical asana practice. It can be just as simple as sitting for two minutes and breathing in a certain way. I love it. I just, it's so powerful. So coming back to, you mentioned before about um, being in a place of gratitude for your anxiety. And to me, having, having gratitude, it, it, when you're, when you feel grateful for something, you just, there's just this calmness that comes through you, doesn't it? I just feel gratitude is such a relaxing um still emotion to have um and so I'm just interested to know how you found that gratitude but also how you maybe keep it when maybe you have that kind of default position of that anxiety coming up and you know showing itself sometimes in your life yeah I think I've I've found gratitude towards the challenges I've faced because they've led me to the place I am in now and I'm actually I feel like more myself than I've ever been so I am constantly expressing gratitude for those lessons and when something difficult comes up now I instantly look for the lesson before I start to self you know go into sort of oh why is this happening to me and that's become a that's a practice to get to that point I've had Mm -hmm. to work really hard to do that but now it's in, instant you know instantly it's like oh okay so my car's broken down okay what, what what's the lesson here like was I rushing was like is this trying to slow me down what's it trying to teach me and I'm really grateful for those moments but mm. in the beginning I think it was simply just very very gentle gratitude practices now I absolutely every single day without fail have uh, write my gratitude list it's one of my non-negotiable self-care practices and I have a journal by my bed. So the first thing I do in the morning, three things I'm grateful for. Last thing at night, three things I'm grateful for. Mm. Even if it's just the fact that I have woken up or I am, I have hot water or I have a glass of water by my bed. Sometimes it's really hard to think of things to be grateful for, especially if you, you know, if you're feeling ill or if you're going through a really tough time. I think just starting with with the real, real sort of life essentials mm. um, and focusing on that, gradually you start to then see all these things in your life and start to see your life as all the uh, as being full rather than lacking. Mm. Have you had days where actually you've really not wanted to do it, but you've kind of just gone through the motions of doing that? Um, absolutely (laughs) you know probably at least once a week I have a morning where I wake up and I'm like oh I've my I don't know like I have I don't feel that great I feel tired my alarms woken me up you know there's stuff that I've got to do that day that I don't necessarily feel really excited about and sometimes I just think oh can't be bothered to write in here but I do because I know particularly those are the days that are the most important to do it because it's easy to be grateful when everything's going really yeah. amazingly well 
by forming a habit of something, even on those days um, where you really don't want to, and maybe you don't get anything from it on those days because you're like, you're writing the list and you're like, this isn't, why am I doing this? Or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, sometimes it's just, we just can't shift that negative frame of mind. But knowing that we are repeating something daily, having a practice that we're doing daily, um, and having that routine it's kind of just a it's a it's the one security so yeah. when maybe we're feeling out of control um it can yeah it can just be quite refreshing and to come back to that place okay well this is the one thing I'm going to be doing it every day whether it helps or doesn't help I'm doing it you know yeah it's like an anchor it kind of gives yeah. you that that stability and I have now got to the point and it's taken me a long time and actually it was only recently that I realized I was sort of at the place where I could do this is that when I had a lot of anxiety coming up and I still it still comes up it's not like it's magically disappeared it still comes up and I and it's always a lesson for me it's always telling me that something's a bit out of balance in my life maybe I've not rested enough maybe I've eaten something that's not agreed with me maybe I'm overly you know overwhelming myself with too many things it's always a lesson that's always it teaches me gratitude anxiety is my biggest teacher Mm. um but I realized the like the other day I woke up and I felt really anxious and I didn't really know why and I my instant kind of always go to would be to almost just retreat into myself to try and distract myself to try and pretend it wasn't happening and to just feel really miserable about myself um and and just sort of try and hide it away from the world. But actually, I knew that what I needed to do was to keep to my practices. And that day, particularly, my all my self-care practices were so important to do, more important than any other day. And if I could just show up for them, then actually I could let that feeling work its way through me and just acknowledge that it was part of me and it's it's there. I'm not, I can't numb it out anymore because I'm, that's not part of my, that's not part of what I do anymore. I can't distract myself away from this. So I'm actually going to feel it in my body and I'm going to do a silent meditation and sit with this discomfort. I'm going to shake my body and like move and I'm going to have a really lovely, you know, like long shower and I'm going to give myself lots of love and compassion because the go-to would be to hate myself or to judge myself and not having all my shit together. Sorry if I'm not supposed to swear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, not having like all my, my stuff together. Um, it was, it was a real, again, it was, it was that kind of, Oh, I've actually sort of, it's a step on it's, it's growth. It was, it was a really quite I mean, you proud you- moment, I think. Yeah, because you, you know, from the start of what we were saying, you were saying that you were kind of starting with your anxiety in a place of putting little things in place to control and manage it and all, and distract yourself away from it, which we, you know, distraction is, I mean, it's so key when you're going through crisis points. Um, it's, it's, in, it's such an easy tool to use, um, but it's, as, as time goes on, it doesn't work anymore um, like you found. And it's so interesting how you said you were kind of started from that and now to where you are, where you're just sitting with those feelings and accepting and in, embracing them. And that's so hard to do 
um but so much more rewarding if you can if you can do that and like you said I think it takes a lot of practice and it sounds like you've been on a very big journey to get to that point but um yeah it's really it's really impressive to hear that really (laughs) yeah it's it's a constant it is a practice I'm not going to pretend that it's easy it hasn't been an easy ride to do and I could have chosen another route if I'd wanted to but this is just the way that it's taken me and I'm and as I said I do now feel immense gratitude towards the journey because it's taught me so much and I would not be doing I wouldn't have found yoga I wouldn't have found um meditation I wouldn't have found all of my practices and the creative outlets that I have my writing and all of those things I wouldn't have connected with all the people I have had I not experienced it, mm. um, which at the time obviously is not, you know, if someone had said, well, so in the midst of one of my panic attacks, oh, you know, it's, you're going to, it's all going to be fine. Cause you're going to look back on this in years to come and be like, oh, I'm so grateful for this. I would have probably punched them. Cause yeah. it's like, no, cause when you're in it, it's really hard. And yeah. I'm not going to pretend it's not an uncomfortable feeling, but now I, I've been through it. So I know that I can get through it. Yeah. And it's those little steps, like you said, you know, it's, it's that kind of, um, okay, this is the first step to, to, to get hold of what's going on right now. This is the next step. Now I'm going to, you know, accept what's happening and find tools that I can to manage what's happening. And then the next step is, is finding kind of alternative ways of bringing calm and more calm into your life. Um, and then reflecting, reflecting on kind of how, how that process has been for you yeah coming towards the end of what we're talking about um and thinking about tips which you've shared lots of tips already um but I'm just wondering is there any other tips three other tips that you could give around how people can bring more calm and confidence into their life absolutely um so the first one I feel is really important and that is movement And that does, for some people that might be a yoga practice, it might be going to the gym. I think coming from it as from a place of compassion rather than forcing yourself, like forcing yourself to go to the gym is not conducive to helping you feel calm and confident, but actually moving your body in a way that feels very intuitive is, and one of my favorite things to do is um, put on my favorite sort of upbeat music I have a playlist on Spotify that I have is like my self-love music and it's usually Katy Perry raw because it makes me feel like a badass <laughs> um, and dance to it. And, and no matter how I feel throughout that practice, throughout that, that whole song, I may, I keep dancing, I keep moving. And it's like, a, I tend to call it kind of like my shaking it out. It's like shaking all parts of my body. And there's, I know there is lots of research into actually the, um, scientific benefits of shaking and how animals shake in the wild when they've been through a um, traumatic process and it's literally like I shake the anxiety through my body it's not to avoid it it's to literally let it pass through my body so that is my uh, and and it makes it does make you smile as well if it's a good song (laughs) (laughs) so that would be tip number one and it's make anyone else smile who's watching you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tend to do that in my bedroom. I'm not going <laughs> to <Yeah. lie. laughs> But, you know, I, it, it could equally be done, well, I mean, maybe not in the supermarket. It might get you some <laughs> strange looks. But 
if 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 you're not in a space where you can do that even just shaking your feet or your hands out um yeah. just like I'm actually doing it now even though you can't see me clearly um but just shaking shaking your wrists and kind of almost imagining that that energy that anxiety kind of just like leaving your body mm. um so that would be tip number one tip number two is something that I learned when I was doing my meditation teacher training um and that was a very simple breath well I used to find because my breathing used to get very out of whack when I was having a panic attack or when I felt anxiety um, and focusing on the breath was quite hard for me to start with but actually by focusing on words it really helped me so when I feel like my mind is wandering off in in meditation I come back to just saying I am breathing in I am breathing out mm-hmm. and just repeating those words silently to myself I am breathing in I am breathing out I am breathing in I am breathing out just constantly until I feel settled that Mm -hmm. just helps me focus on that one breath at a time because it's often you're sort of if you get uptight in your breath then you can find that you you're worrying like is this going to last for the next five minutes ten minutes how long is this going to last am I going to be able to breathe you know how am I going to feel like this forever um, and I just think coming back to just all I need to worry about is this one breath. Mm. I'm breathing in, I am breathing out. Yeah, and it take and it, it helps. I think it helps from a control point of view because it helps you trust that the breath is going to keep yeah. coming, um, and you don't have to control the breath. You can just trust that it's going to happen, and that gives you confidence in all sorts of other areas of your life. If you can trust your breath, you can start to trust other things. Mm. Um, and the third one for me personally is nature. Um, mm. I'm a huge, huge advocate of being out in nature. And I know not everybody has the luxury that I have, which is living in the countryside and being able to be out in the fields and the woods and very, you know, within five, 10 minutes of my house. But it doesn't have to be a big dramatic walk. It can be simply something like just getting your feet on a patch of grass um, or just putting your hand on a tree trunk. And it could be a tree trunk in the middle of the city. Um, Just connecting with nature in some shape or form is really healing to me. And I just, it it brings me a sense of peace, which then helps me just feel much calmer and more confident because I just think nature is doing its thing. Mm. It's not worrying about what other people are thinking about it. It's working at its own pace. And that gives me a lot of confidence. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you on, on nature, well, on all of those, but um, <laughs> nature, I actually, uh, the other day I was feeling really um, just rubbish. I was just having one of those days and I would just wanted to, my default is just to go to bed. <laughs> um, yeah. But I knew that wouldn't help. Um, and so I just thought, you know, I don't want to go on, I don't want to go on my yoga mats because I just can't be bothered to do yoga right now. So I'm going to go outside and just literally the moment I step out, you know, stepped outside, I just felt so much more free in my mind. Mm, It's, it's, you know, even it goes as simple as it just being a change of scenery from where your, where your mind is at to then shifting it to somewhere else. It's really, really helpful, I think. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then I've just thought of this one. I know you only asked for three, but I'm going to give you a little bonus one. (laughs) Um, Something that someone said to me when I was feeling really anxious at one point, I think I was sending them, I was, I was WhatsApping or something like that, sending a message and they just said the words, it's already taken care of to me. And I come back to that all the time. Whenever I feel myself pushing, forcing, trying to control something and worrying about the outcome, I just say to myself, it's already taken care of just in this kind of utter trust that whatever is supposed to happen is already, is already taken care of. I don't have to worry about it. And that's really helped me. And a lot of times, actually, it's very simple, but just, yeah, it just kind of reassures me at times. Yeah, that's really lovely. I I, um, definitely will use that myself, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Lauren. It's been a really inspiring conversation with you. And I'm really grateful to you for sharing your personal experience and journey through anxiety and finding more calm and confidence in your life. Thank you for inviting me to be here. Can you just share your where people can find you if they want to find out more about you or um, connect with you in any way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my website is laurenbarber.co, which is just CO. Um, and my the place I tend to hang around on the most is Instagram. And that's at laurenbarber.co as well. So it's quite simple. Um, and I have, yeah, some um meditations and things on my website and um I tend to write quite honest and open posts on Instagram so those those are my two two little online homes really great thank you and I'll leave those in the show notes as well so people have got a link to that so thank you very much again Lauren and um yeah I'm sure everyone will find it very helpful what you've shared with them today thank you It was such a pleasure to speak to Lauren, sharing her personal journey through anxiety and how she's found a way of bringing more calm and confidence into her life. I really do value opportunities where we can talk openly and honestly about mental health and the personal journeys that we are all going through. It's really, really important to recognise that it is a journey and there's so many steps on that journey. It's just a process that we are constantly navigating our way through. But I do hope you found the tips that Lauren gave as helpful as I did. And if anyone wants to talk further about anything that was discussed, then please do contact me at hello at valueyourmind.com. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining us and I look forward to seeing you all back here next week. Mm